Today tastes like heading out the door and driving into town. It tastes like grabbing snacks and a Coke and singing as loud as you can. Today tastes like anything could happen. And it never tasted this good. Summer tastes better with Coca-Cola. Wherever you're going this week, don't forget to grab an ice-cold, refreshing Coca-Cola from 7-Eleven. Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. A big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. Let's get into it. The Houston Texans. Now, I understand that for a lot of people, there wasn't this high expectation for the team. All right. We all know about the offseason mood, you know, and everything that happened with the Texans organization in the past year. I understand that you traded a top five wide receiver for David Johnson. I understand that Bill O'Brien was brought back to be the general manager slash head coach. And I also understand that you believe that Deshaun Watson should be deserving of a massive payday going into next year. The question I have to ask Texans fans is this. What happened to this team? What happened to this so-called dominant defense the Texans have had over the last couple of years? I mean, I'm going to give you some context. I only watched two games yesterday. I only watched two games from week two of the NFL season. And the first one was the Chiefs and the Chargers. And the second one was the Ravens and the Texans. And outside of Zach Cunningham and one other player on the team, the rest of our defense was non-existent. I mean, you really did not see any extraordinary performance from any of the Texans players on defense outside of Zach Cunningham and one other person. The Texans defense looked lackluster. It looked like a defense that was already beaten up, and they were only two weeks in. It looks sluggish to me. It's really the point I'm trying to get to right now. Is that this defense, is that it didn't look like a Texans defense that it did all those years ago when you had J.J. Watt in his prime. It didn't look like that Texans defense that had Jadavion Clowney. And for all the Texans fans listening in Texas, I'm going to rattle off some names you probably have heard of in the past. You know, I remember the Texans defense. You had Mario Williams. You had D'Amico Ryans. 
You had guys like Whitney Marcellus. You had Connor Barwin, Brooks Reed. Like, you had some good defensive players, even on the back end, on the defensive backs. You had Jonathan Joseph. You had Tyron McFew. Uh, you had players that actually were good on defense for the Texans. And I see the 2020 defense, and I just sit here and wonder, where did it go? And the angle I'm going to say about this is it, if this is only week two, and I'm bringing this up, imagine how a 17-week season is going to go when your defense is performing like this. And this just this isn't just a one-week performance. Last week against Kansas City in a season opener, your defense performed the same way. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs running game lit up the Texans' defense. And... Lamar Jackson and his running game also took control of the Texans defense as well. Is it the run defense that needs to be figured out? Is there something that they are missing on the defensive side that needs to be addressed? That is the question that Texans have to answer moving forward. The running game for the Houston Texans. What happened to that as well? Now, you traded for David Johnson. You don't have Lamar Miller. You don't have Carlos Hyde. And in the past, you had running backs like Arian Foster, like Ben Tate. Like, you had good, solid running backs in the Texans franchise history. But this year seems like really one of the first years the Texans don't have a solid number one running back. And I'll explain what I'm I'll explain what I'm saying in a second. That David Johnson isn't 2016 David Johnson. He isn't the Cardinals running back that lit up the NFL all those years ago. Duke Johnson, I know he played for Cleveland. He's come over here. He has been a reasonable third down running back for the team. But from a Texans organization, is is your running game efficient enough to actually get the job done? Because to me, the running game was just as big as a problem as the defense. Because if you don't have a running game, then it's going to indicate to the opposing defense that Deshaun Watson is going to be A, running for his life, and B, is going to have to be throwing the ball 40 to 45 times a game. And that's really what was forced to happen with Deshaun Watson. I, I watched the Ravens versus Texans game, and there was a lot of play actions. There was a lot of counters. There was a lot of option plays that happened with Deshaun Watson. And it, the look on Deshaun Watson's face on the bench, he didn't even look like he liked the situation that he is in. When you lose by 17 points to the Baltimore Ravens, who is a good team, I'm not going to give them a lack of credit. They are a good team, just like the Chiefs are a good team last week. But at what point are the Texans going to realize that you don't really have a running game, you have a poor performance on defense outside of Cunningham, and one other player that I just simply can't remember the name off the top of my head, 
but he wowed me as well. The Texans, they're not impressing me. And Deshaun Watson, he's going to get his payday. It could be with the Texans organization. It could be somewhere else. But at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson and the Texans organization will have to come to a meeting, and they might have to address those two holes on the organization. Your lack of a running game, and your defense is mediocre at best. Until you fix those two situations, the Texans are going to keep losing by double digits to the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to keep losing in a one-sided affair like they did with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not saying this to be harsh. I'm saying this to be to be as a critique. All right, I'm trying to help the Texans out because if you perform the way you did against Baltimore, you're not going to be a good team this year. You're not even going to be an average team this year. I mean, for the first time in, I mean, what, eight years, nine years, ten years? For the first time in a long time, the Texans might be back in the cellar of the AFC South. And that is a sad reality about a Texans team that since 2012-2011 has been one of the most consistent teams in the NFL. I mean, Texans fans, I don't feel like I have to keep, uh, I have to remind you of this, but since 2011, the Houston Texans have been consistently um, above that 500 mark. I mean, they rarely have had a losing season outside of the year that they got you Davion Clowney. They have been a playoff team. They have been a team that goes uh, eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six, the occasional eleven and five. They have been a winning franchise, and I actually give them a lot of credit from where they started back in two thousand two. They have made a steady progress in the NFL, but with Bill O'Brien and his GM methods, I think the Texans are going to have a very tough season, and they're going to have to have a heart-to-heart about where does this team go now? Where is the direction of this team? That is my angle. Is that Texans, you have to have that heart-to-heart meeting with each other. And you have to sit down and you have to realize, all right, we trade a top-five wide receiver for nothing. We have a running game that's non-existent. We have a defense who's mediocre. And Deshaun Watson visibly looks like he doesn't want to be here. How are we going to fix this? And what do we have to do to make it right? And for all the Texans fans who are listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, 95.1, 96.1, and 1230 on the AM dial, go to our social media, at the Sports Angle, and you tell us, how do you think the Texans can rebound? How do you think the Texans can actually make this team better with the assets they have right now? Because 
they could be successful. They could make two moves and go back to being a winning team. But I want to know, what do you think they have to do to have this team go back to their winning ways? I laid it out for you what I believe they need to do. Now it's your turn to tell me what you think they should do. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco, and we'll be right back. Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is Sal Tuzzolino, host and remaster of The Sports Circus. Why listen to the same old dog and pony show that you've heard all day long? The Sports Circus covers everything that other shows don't or are too scared to cover. There's no primetime show like it out here that'll punch you in the mouth and you'll beg for more. You can call in and participate with our chaos if you dare. Join me and celebrity guests for Havoc and Mayhem weekdays at 5 p.m. Pacific here on Amp TV or stream the show live at thesportscircus.com. Remember, folks, it's a circus and we prove it every day. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-755-4281. 800-755-4281. That's 800-755-4281. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double AMP TV. Big welcome in to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, 
Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. Where uh, the chat is lighting up on AMP. And where did the Texans receiving core go? Uh, it went to Arizona. If you, if we need to be blunt about it, the Houston Texans receiving core got traded to Arizona. And uh, there's multiple people in the chat who have said that they need to fire their GM slash coach. And, you know, I'm not against it. I have a feeling a lot of people out there in Southern Texas, you will feel the same way. That it's not a terrible idea to relieve Bill O'Brien of his command. All right? It's not a bad idea to say, you know what, buddy? You're done. Give me the keys. We're going to give it to someone else. And J.J. Watt... I actually will admit this. The first two weeks of the season, J.J. Watt hasn't been the same J.J. Watt that we remember from all those years ago. And it pains me to admit that. But Zach Cunningham was the spotlight for me. Uh, Zach Cunningham, really young linebacker in the Texans organization. He's been there for three years at this point. And he, I, he was the one guy on defense during the Chiefs and Ravens games that caught my eye. He grabbed my attention. So if you want to talk about a defensive player on the team that is doing great, it's surprisingly not J.J. Watt. It's Zach Cunningham. So watch out for that name. For all the people in Las Vegas that are listening right now, there has been this idea floating around. There has been this speculation that Las Vegas will add another big four sports team to the to the city. And the NBA has been a hot spot. Because of the NBA Summer League and their 15 years of success at uh, Thomas and Mack, and the 15 years that the NBA Summer League has generated good ratings, they've gotten a lot of attendance, they get a lot of revenue from all the concessions and all the merchandise they sell there. Uh, the in clo- the clo- uh, up-close connection you have with the players, a lot of them walk around the uh, concourse and you get to sign autographs with them. And if you're part of the media, it's not that hard to get interviews with people. You just have to have a microphone in your hand and a recorder on standby. So NBA Summer League has been great. And I've always had this idea that the NBA Summer League would attract an NBA team to Las Vegas. That it would be the catalyst for why a team would come here. You have to remember, back when the Vegas Golden Knights were not even in the discussion yet, they had the frozen Fury down at the MGM Grand. And you had the LA Kings, and you had the Colorado Avalanche, you had the Dallas Stars. Like, you had these uh, preseason games uh, here in Las Vegas, and I went to a couple of them, and they were great. And it was action-packed. The stadium was full of Kings fans. You had some avalanche as well. But you had a great experience of hockey because you saw a professional hockey teams compete in Las Vegas. And the NBA has been doing this similar thing over the last 15 years. You have been able to see professional NBA players play here in Las Vegas. And you have to remember that Frozen Fury is actually one of the reasons why Las Vegas was on the radar to begin with. 
And a lot of people forget that the NHL coming to Las Vegas was not the worst idea in the world because they had success in the past, thanks to the Frozen Fury, thanks to their minor league affiliates, and the fact that they also had this uh, entertainment capital of the world and a transient city here in Las Vegas. So could an NBA team work? Absolutely. You know, an NBA team could absolutely work in Las Vegas. The two main questions is this. One, is it an expansion team or is it a relocated franchise? Because if it's an expansion team, then you're going to go through the growing pains of not really having a superstar right away. Because the NBA, they don't normally give... Uh, you know, a Marc-Andre Fleury type of player, you know, exposed in an NBA expansion draft. I mean, I remember when they had the expansion draft for the Charlotte Bobcats 16 years ago. If you look at that roster, it really wasn't any star-studded players. I mean, Gerald Wallace, I believe he was the most notable name, and he wasn't a star-studded player at the time. He was good, but he wasn't a star like a Marc-Andre Fleury was when he was exposed with the Vegas Golden Knights. So if it's an expansion team, the only face of the franchise you might have is the first overall pick in that upcoming draft. All right, he would be your face of the franchise by default because you wouldn't really get a star player in the expansion draft. And, but the, and the second part about relocation, well, you have about four teams that could be a possibility. You have the Los Angeles Clippers, the little bro of L.A. Steve Ballmer has stressed that he doesn't want to share Staples Center with the Lakers. They want their own stadium, and they really want to have one in Inglewood. But you have to remember that Steve Ballmer is a businessman. You have to understand that Steve Ballmer would do what is best for business. And if you couldn't convince Steve Ballmer that Las Vegas is a better idea than Inglewood, I think he would bite for that. I think he would bite on the fact that Steve Ballmer, that Las Vegas is a better market than Inglewood. That Las Vegas, in terms of a market, would actually have more upside than Inglewood would have. And obviously, you would have people that are better at selling and better at advertising and pitching than I would. But I believe you could appeal to that. The Minnesota Timberwolves are another idea. Their ownership, they're looking for a new owner. And anytime you have a new ownership group that could be going to a new team, relocation is always a possibility. And understand that the Minnesota Timberwolves, they are not the most ground team out there in Minnesota. I mean, when it comes to Minnesota sports, yeah, they like their NBA and all, but baseball, football, hockey, you know, there are all these sports in Minnesota that get their attendance and they get all of their audience right away. I haven't really heard from a Minnesota Timberwolves fan in a long time despite them having Carl Anthony Towns out there in Minnesota. The New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, the Pelicans have been rumored for years that the Benson family doesn't want to own them anymore and that they could sell their ownership somewhere else. That leads a possibility for Las Vegas. 
And then the most unpredictable and really the most unlikely option, but it's still an option nonetheless, is the Sacramento Kings. You got to remember the Sacramento Kings were an option in the mid-2000s, and there was even discussion about them coming to Las Vegas, but then it fell apart and they stayed in Sacramento. Well, revisiting old discussions, that is something that could be brought up at a later date. You know, tossing another idea out there to Sacramento about coming to Las Vegas, you know, that's something that I think would be a good idea. So those are the four teams that would be relocation. And you actually have some stars on that team that you would be able to promote right away. With the Clippers, you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. With the Timberwolves, you have Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. New Orleans Pelicans, you have Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. And then with the Sacramento Kings, you have Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox. So the one upside to a relocated team as opposed to an expansion team, is that you would already have homemade stars on your roster. That you wouldn't have to build your stars from scratch. You would already have them planted on that roster, and then you'd just be able to promote the heck out of them at the Mandalay Bay, at the MGM Grand. You'd be able to promote them around town with billboards and cups and all of the advertising stuff that you do when you have a team here. I mean, we've seen the advertising with the Raiders. We've seen the advertising with the Golden Knights. An NBA team can work, but it leads to one more if. It leads to one more big question mark. Where are they going to play? Are they going to share T-Mobile Arena with the Vegas Golden Knights? All right, would they be a multi-sport arena, which has been done before, but would the Vegas Golden Knights and name, insert team name here, would they have to split the schedule like those NBA, NHL counterparts are forced to do? Or in the case of Steve Ballmer, would you create a new stadium with taxpayer money? Would you have to create another stadium here in Las Vegas just to have a third big four sports team in the area would you uh play at the mgm grand garden arena for a short time period before that stadium is built would you play at the mandalay bay would you play at thomas and mac for a small cup of coffee the question that has to be asked is where would they play and i believe the t-mobile arena would be the best option for the nba team in las vegas You share the facilities with the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's a win-win all around. I understand that there are NBA teams and NBA fans that would love to see a team here. I'm on board with it, and I believe that it would be a great idea for the city of Las Vegas to have a third Big Four sports team, to have the NBA, the NFL, and the NHL here in the entertainment capital of the world, and having two of those teams share T-Mobile Arena, a state-of-the-art facility, would be best for business. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We'll be right back.
Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is Sal Tuzzolino, host and remaster of The Sports Circus. Why listen to the same old dog and pony show that you've heard all day long? The Sports Circus covers everything that other shows don't or are too scared to cover. There's no primetime show like it out here that'll punch you in the mouth and you'll beg for more. You can call in and participate with our chaos if you dare. Join me and celebrity guests for Havoc and Mayhem weekdays at 5 p.m. Pacific here on Amp TV or stream the show live at thesportscircus.com. Remember, folks, it's a circus and we prove it every day. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-755-4281. Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12-powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12-powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at k12.com. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 5-4-2-8-1. That's 800-755-4281.
Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We are live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. Let's get back into it. I mentioned the Las Vegas NBA team, and a person in the chat brought up a good point, that here in Las Vegas, we already are taxed to the hill, and we already are getting taxed because of all the stadiums and all the arenas that we have built. But unfortunately, unless you're Steve Ballmer, who's a multi-billionaire, then maybe he would be able to fork the bill for a new arena. But most owners and most people who are sports teams who own them, they are going to want taxpayer money for them to be here. That if it's the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the Kings, if it's a new expansion team that comes into the NBA, the truth about the situation is that if a team came here the taxpayers would have to fork some of the bill to make it a reality. But speaking of something the taxpayers have already uh, already done, hey, they're finally here. Uh, I mean, the game is on. His game is on right now. The Las Vegas Raiders are finally here at Allegiant Stadium. They're having their first game ever as the Las Vegas Raiders here in LV. They're playing the New Orleans Saints. You know, you got Drew Brees, you've got Michael Thomas, you've got that really good Saints team. And we saw what happened recently at the Carolina Panthers. So it will be fitting to see what they do in their home opener. And it got me thinking that we have the Raiders here and they migrated over from Oakland. Right, They came here, they went from Oakland to Las Vegas, just like all those years ago. They went from Oakland to L.A. And the one thing about the Raiders fan base that you have to tip your cap to is that there are some diehard Raiders fans. That doesn't matter if they were the L.A. Raiders, if they're the L.V. Raiders, if they're the Oakland Raiders. They are silver and black no matter what. All right? They are the black hole. Okay? They are Raiders Nation. I tip my cap to that. People who are that much of a diehard. But we have to bring up, you know, an issue that's going to develop over the years. And it's something that the Raiders are going to have to make a really, really hard attempt at capitalizing on. And that is, you left Oakland. For the second time, you left Oakland. Now you're in a new city. How are you going to, A, keep that transient audience, you know, those fans that have migrated from Southern California, have migrated from Los Angeles when you were there, how are you going to keep the fans from Oakland that are still in Oakland, but now don't have a team 
to cheer for every Sunday? And more importantly, how are you going to appeal to the fans that travel to Las Vegas for a couple of months at a time? They live here during the during the winter months. You know, they live here a couple of months of the year, and then they have their other house someplace else. Those are the people that Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Raiders are going to have to appeal to. Because a lot of transient people, they already have their team. They already have a team from childhood. Or they have a team from where they were born. And it's going to be very difficult, not impossible, but very difficult for the Las Vegas Raiders to grab that audience and sway them over to the Raiders' side. It's going to be very difficult for the Raiders to convince some fans who have been lifelong diehard of their team that they are with to all of a sudden just drop that and go over to Allegiant Stadium. You know, drop all their merchandise, their jerseys, their hats, their socks. You know, they got their T-shirts. They got a mug with their favorite team on it. It's going to be a challenge to get those type of fans to become Raiders fans. And to use a parallel of this, you have to compare it to the team that was here that started three years ago. And that is the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the Vegas Golden Knights was going to have the same problem, that they were going to have to deal with that transient type of environment. But they capitalized on it. And how they capitalized on it was simple. They were a homegrown team. All right, they were built here. The roster was developed here. The stadium and everything that the Vegas Golden Knights became was Vegas-born. I mean, that's literally their hashtag on social media. Hashtag Vegas-born. So for people that were born here, they immediately became Golden Knights fans. For the people who have lived in Las Vegas for a decade and a half, two decades, three decades, four decades, it was an easier of a transition because it was a homegrown environment. All right, they made it feel like Las Vegas. I mean, you have the Elvis Presley, you know, Viva Las Vegas as your uh, exit song. Like, after they win, you hear Elvis Presley at a T-Mobile arena. When they win a game, you got pa- or when they score a goal, they also have Panic at the Disco as their goal horn. So when you have, you know, Imagine Dragons, you had that homegrown feel, you know, uh, doing a performance at the Stanley Cup Finals here in Las Vegas, which, by the way, was a big deal. You also have had homegrown talent uh, do the uh, horn. You know, they do the horn at the T-Mobile Arena. You've had Kurt Busch, a NASCAR champion from Las Vegas. You have had all of these people who are Las Vegas represent the Vegas Golden Knights one way or another. Bryce Harper, Chris Bryant, Noah Gragson. You have had all this talent that was homegrown that appealed 
and became diehard fans of the homegrown team. But that's the key word there, homegrown. It was easier for the Vegas Golden Knights to grab that transient audience because it is our home. And for the people that are from Chicago, people that were from L.A., people that were from, you know, New York, Green Bay, like from all of these places around the United States, for them that have been living here for, you know, decades and decades at a time, it was easier for them to transition. The problem the Raiders are going to have and the uphill battle the Raiders are going to have is that they are not a homegrown team. They are a transplant team. They're a team that relocated to Las Vegas. It would be the same problem the Oakland Athletics would have if they moved from MLB, uh, moved from Oakland to Las Vegas, like there has been speculation over the last year and a half. If a team relocates from one city to Las Vegas, they're going to have an uphill battle to appeal to that transient crowd because they are not homegrown. They are not Vegas-born. It's not impossible. If they start winning, and if they rack up playoff appearance after playoff appearance after playoff appearance, it's going to make it easier of a transition And I'm not going to lie to you, the Vegas Golden Knights having that miracle run that first year was a main catalyst for it as well. But you have to understand that it's going to be an uphill battle for the Raiders. It'd be an uphill battle for the Clippers if they relocated here. It would be an uphill battle for the Athletics if they relocated here. Why? Because a transient type of city like is Las Vegas, they are going to, they have to have them leave the team that they were with, their diehard fan base, for almost their whole life and go from that team to your team. And it's not going to be that easy of a transition when you are a relocated franchise. Raiders, Saints on right now. And I'm excited to see what they do at Allegiant Stadium in their home opener. And for the people in Las Vegas that are listening right now, I will say that it will be a fun time watching what the Las Vegas Raiders do and seeing how they transition going from the Oco Coliseum to Allegiant Stadium. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We'll get into racing, so we'll be right back. Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. 
peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is Sal Tuzzolino, host and remaster of The Sports Circus. Why listen to the same old dog and pony show that you've heard all day long? The Sports Circus covers everything that other shows don't or are too scared to cover. There's no primetime show like it out here that'll punch you in the mouth and you'll beg for more. You can call in and participate with our chaos if you dare. Join me and celebrity guests for Havoc and Mayhem weekdays at 5 p.m. Pacific here on Amp TV or stream the show live at thesportscircus.com. Remember, folks, it's a circus and we prove it every day. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. Welcome back to The Sports Angle. We are live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network in Southern Texas, as well as Magic 97.9 FM here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. For everyone that's stream, for people who want to listen to the show on iHeartRadio and Spotify, and go to our website, thesportsangle.com, to check out our feature guests and our articles at thesportsangle.com. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. There is a big announcement that was just announced in the racing world. And after the whole Kyle Larson incident that happened all those months ago with the comments that he made that I'm not going to repeat on air, 
he was relieved of the 42 ride at Chip Ganassi Racing. To fill that gap, when they came back in May, Chip Ganassi brought in former NASCAR champion Matt Kenseth. And to be fair, Matt Kenseth has done decent with the ride that he has been given. All right, he runs 20th to 25th. He's normally in that range on track. All right, he is doing fine with the equipment that he is being given. But for the last three months, there has been that question. Who is going to replace Matt Kenseth in the 42 car? Would Kyle Larson be brought back since he has gone through the um, behavior uh, uh, situation that he is in. Like he had to go through all of those. Um... So Kyle Larson, he had to go through all these situations. He went back to World of Outlaws, and he's been racking up wins. He's been racking up wins. And he had to go through sensitivity training. That was the word. He had to go through sensitivity training. He has cleared all of that. He has now been cleared to come back. But the question was, was Chip Ganassi going to bring him back? Were they going to bring in a driver that already has major backing, like a Bubba Wallace? Or were they going to bring in somebody new, somebody from the lower series, like a Justin Haley? Bring in someone who is from the lower series, like um, a guy like A.J. Allmendinger. Or maybe bring in a guy who is already a developmental driver for them and a driver who has worked his butt off for the last three years to get to where he is. And that is the watermelon man himself, Ross Chastain. And to give anybody some context on Ross Chastain, when he started out, when Ross Chastain really caught the eye of NASCAR fans, that was around 2017. And he was driving for JD Motorsports in the AAA Xfinity Series. And he had the red flex seal car. He had the watermelon car. That's why he's called Watermelon Man. And he was running incredibly well in mediocre equipment. Okay, for a JD Motorsports that normally runs 20th to 25th, and on occasion a top 15, he was able to get that JD Motorsports car sometimes into the top 10. He got them mainly in the top 20 every single weekend. People noticed he had talent, but he didn't have financial backing behind him. In fact, there were some times in the truck series, the AA, that Ross Chastain would drive a truck with pretty much nothing on it. It was just a blank white or black truck with maybe a few decals on the side. But he always brought the truck to amazing finishes for like premium motorsports. He always brought these equipment that is very mediocre, average at best, and he made them top 10 finishes. He productively got them into good finishes week after week after week. 2018, Ross Chastain 
got the opportunity of a lifetime, and he was he got a three race deal to drive for Chip Ganassi Racing in AAA. Okay, so at, so he he made the chase, the playoffs, driving for JD Motorsports. Chip Ganassi saw that talent, and they gave him a three race deal, and he led laps at Darlington. And before he got into an incident with Kevin Harvick, it looked like he was going to win that race. He goes to Las Vegas, and I was here for this race, and he won. Ross Chastain, the guy who had no financial backing, the guy who had a very limited amount of opportunities in NASCAR, in his second race driving in top-tier equipment, in the AAA series, he wins at Las Vegas. And how did he celebrate? By smashing a watermelon in victory lane. All right, when after he got out of the car and he's cheering, he's celebrating, he put a watermelon up above his head and he went, yeah, and he smashed it on the ground. And that's why he really started to be called Watermelon Man because anytime he wins a race, he smashes a watermelon as a celebration. And everybody in the NASCAR community was excited about Ross Chastain. And he was reported that he was going to drive for Chip Ganassi Racing in the AAA in 2019. But unfortunately, something happened with DC Solar, the primary sponsor that was going to be there in 2019. And unfortunately, Ross Chastain didn't have that ride anymore, so he was forced to go back and run for the Truck Series Championship in 2019. And guess what happened, guys? He won multiple races in AA, and he was in the championship race in the Truck Series in 2019. And he showed, once again, driving for Nice Motorsports, another average team that if you put him in equipment that was average to above average, he would get the most out of it. This year, he's driving back in AAA. This is Ross Chastain. And he's driving for Kalug, which is an above average team. And he's in the playoffs again. So with him having all of this success and having all of this um, momentum, it was announced recently that Ross Chastain, the watermelon man, is going to drive the 42 Credit One Bank Chevy in the NASCAR Cup Series in 2021. And I am happy for the guy. And if the people watching on AMP, if my smile and my uh, energy isn't giving it away. I am excited. I am ecstatic that Ross Chastain finally gets that chance that was taken away from him thanks to DC Solar back in 2018. That he will finally get the opportunity to run a full calendar season with Chip Ganassi. All right, because he did that three-race deal in 2018, and he knocked it out of the park. 
And if he did that in three races running for them, imagine what he'll be able to do in a 36-race season. Now, what do I expect from Ross Chastain? Well, I expect him to do very similar to what Kyle Larson did when he first started with Chip Ganassi. I'm going to take you back six years ago. 2014, Kyle Larson was really entering his second year in NASCAR. The year before, he drove a full campaign in AAA and made select starts in the NASCAR Cup Series. So this was his second year driving full-time in a stock car. And Kyle Larson showed that at select tracks, he could finish in the top five. He could lead laps for consecutive in a row. Kyle Larson proved that he had the talent behind the wheel to be a winner in NASCAR. And eventually he did win, and he won multiple races in NASCAR. And you best believe that Kyle Larson is going to get another ride in NASCAR. Yeah, I know he made those comments, but he went through sensitivity training. He has proved on the World of Outlaws at the dirt track that he still is a top-tier driver in motorsports. All right? If he's given a second chance, if there are drivers in the past who have been given second chances, why not Kyle Larson? But back to Ross Chastain. I expect Ross Chastain 2021 season to have a dash, to have a little flavor of what Kyle Larson did in 2014. Because Ross Chastain will pick up some top fives. He'll pick up some top tens. To give you some context, driving for Spire Motorsports the last two years, he has picked up Top 10s, top 15s, top 20 with Spire Motorsports. Now, for NASCAR fans, you'll know who Spire Motorsports is. But for non-NASCAR fans, Spire Motorsports is what we like to call a backmarker team. They are a team that normally runs 29th to 38th on a weekly basis, okay? They're the cars that are running multiple laps down during a race every single time they're on track. But Ross Chastain took that ride, and at places like Daytona, Indy, at tracks that he shouldn't have been anywhere near the top 20, he made it work. All right, he has gotten top 20s from Premium Motorsports, another backmarker team, driving that 15 car. He did it at Las Vegas two years ago. He got top 20s at Daytona, at Talladega. You know, Indy has been another successful track that he has had in the Cup Series. So if he can finish top 20 at those tracks running in backmarker equipment, you know, very below average equipment, imagine what he will be able to do driving at Chip Ganassi Racing and driving a 42 car that has won multiple races with Juan Pablo Montoya, has won multiple races with Kyle Larson. They have had success in that car. And I expect Ross Chastain to be on par with his teammate, Kurt Busch. 
I expect Ross Chastain to drive very similar to what his teammate does. Consistent. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. Thanks for listening. So long, everyone. These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Today tastes like heading out the door and driving into town. It tastes like grabbing snacks and a Coke and singing as loud as you can. Today tastes like anything could happen. <laughs> and it never tasted this good. Summer tastes better with Coca-Cola. Wherever you're going this week, don't forget to grab an ice-cold, refreshing Coca-Cola from 7-Eleven.